The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. After the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I I have called my son. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who are seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the one God who creates, redeems, and makes us holy. Amen. Matthew's infancy narrative is set in the turbulence and terror of a violent history, where tyrants kill children and families become refugees who flee in the middle of the night. There were no shepherds, no choirs of angels, but only a provident God who guides and empowers a devout, compassionate, and trusting Joseph in the most uncertain of times. Matthew was writing to a predominantly Jewish audience using Hebrew scriptures to emphasize the prophetic fulfillment of God's purpose. He's less concerned about how things happened than by what they mean. In a dream evoking the Exodus experience, an angel directs Joseph to take his family and flee to safety in Egypt. Joseph moves from promise to terror with the dreaming of one dream. The nightmare doesn't end when Joseph wakes. The following dreams continue the oscillating pattern between hope and nightmare. The intense compression of Matthew's story reveals the truth of the human situation. It shows us to be capable of passionate desire to search, find, and adore God, 
and our massive entrancience to grace, not only in the human heart, but also in our systems of military and political power that repress with brutal violence our highest and holiest yearnings. Setting up our nativity this year, I found myself wondering if Jonathan Kendall, the artist who created our nativity, was a dreamer recognizing another dreamer as he carved and painted the figure of Joseph. Joseph has been a focal point for me this season. Given Jonathan Kendall's life, I found myself pondering how he expressed in wood what Matthew expressed in words. Jonathan Kendall and his partner were artists in residence here in the 1970s. These itinerant artists led a rather nomadic and chaotic life, to say the least, on the edge of society. His carving of Joseph, though, looms large, literally in stature and in presence over all the figures of the nativity set, including Mary and the kings. I found myself wondering whether his expression of Joseph's stability and strength suggested his recognition of his own vulnerability and need for a protector. This Joseph calls all who observe Jesus' birth to renew their hope in God's care. This Joseph calls all to see that he dared to see things as they were and still affirmed that God was working within humanity, even at its worst. Nothing would defeat God's purpose and promise in Emmanuel, God with us. Joseph would have been very familiar with Jeremiah's life and prophecy. And perhaps it was the word God gave Jeremiah that aroused hope in Joseph. Across the centuries, Jeremiah also, in uncertain times, echoes the presence and tenderness of God amid trouble. With consolations, I will lead them back. These words were spoken at a time when there was little evidence that anything remotely resembling what he hoped for would come true. Thousands of his people were already in captivity in Babylon. He was in a precarious position himself in Jerusalem because his warnings to the rulers had labeled him as an enemy of his own people. He expressed anger, weariness, fear, and frustration. Yet he never gave way to a bitterness or cynicism that could have been so easily justified. Devastated by the rejection and contempt he received, 
he clung to hope. He summoned up the inner strength to speak of a future joy as if it were already being experienced. His fortitude, like Joseph's, arose from their understanding of the nature of God. God was faithful. Even in dangers and disasters, they were understood to be within the rule of God. God is all in all, not merely the God of the nice and easy parts of life. God demonstrates providential care, especially in uncertain times, times like ours. In many ways, we face what Jeremiah and Joseph faced. Social turmoil, great changes, strident voices, deep divisions of thought and attitude, concern for the future generating anger, confusion, fear, and frustration. It's in times of crisis that meaning is challenged, decisions questioned, and doubts unearthed. It's alarming and it's exhausting. It can drain hope and joy out of the present moment. In such moments, our understanding of God is supremely important. Our vision of God shapes our character and attitudes. We will engage life according to who and what we understand God to be. God's presence God's tenderness are obvious in Jeremiah when he speaks of his people's return home together. This is a people who have discovered compassion in their exile experience. Even in the struggle of their return, we hear that they tend to those among them who are needy and vulnerable. They, like Jeremiah and Joseph, have found grace in their exile. We, too, are a people who are being called to discover grace and compassion in our times. Even when our private little worlds go to dust, hope digs in the ruins of our heart for memory of God's promise to bring good out of bad, life out of death. Hope is not just a vague feeling that things will work out when it's evident that things will not work out. It's not optimism in the face of dire circumstances, nor is it founded on denial. Rather, hope is the conviction that God is tenacious and persistent in overcoming the risks and deadliness of the world. That God intends joy and peace. Hope offers us an experience of trust that God's presence, love, and mercy 
is in and all around us, regardless of circumstances or future outcome. Hope keeps life open to grace and to a future created by God rather than ourselves. Joseph and Jeremiah believed that a provident and faithful God was present in their trouble. When we demand any completion to history on our terms, when we demand that our anxiety or dissatisfaction be taken away, we are refusing to hold out for the full picture that is always still being given by God. Hope is the patient and trustful willingness to live without full closure, without resolution, and still be content because our satisfaction is now at another level and its source is beyond ourselves. I still find myself musing over whether Jonathan Kendall lived with that vision as he moved from place to place, leaving a trail of art behind him which kept expressing it. What Christ did on earth was to undergo stage by stage the whole experience of being human, to bring the human together with the divine in a restored relationship. Notice that Kendall has Joseph standing guard not over a slumbering, quiet Jesus, but over one with eyes wide open, alert, present, hand raised in blessing, along with Joseph's and Mary's, for us today on our journey home. The author of Ephesians gives assurance of God's goodness and faithful plan for us, and the resolve to reorder us and the cosmos with righteousness and peace through the rule of this wide-awake child. Oscar Romero once said that it is only the poor and hungry, those who know they need someone to come on their behalf, who can celebrate Christmas. It is precisely because we are weary and poor in spirit that God can touch an artist and us with hope. This is not an easy truth. It means that we do not gloss over the evils we confront every day, both within ourselves and without. Jesus, with great persistence and great vulnerability, turned the enmity of society toward a new possibility, turned the sadness of the world toward joy, and introduced a new regime where the dead are raised, the lost are found, and the displaced are brought home again. In the name of the one God, amen.